0: Jonathan, where's Pete? We're supposed to record our Back to the Future 3 show today.
1: Alan, we have a big problem. I just got an email from Pete, and he says he was trying to invent his own time machine, but something happened,
0: and now he's stuck in 1885. 1885? How did he send you an email from 1885?
1: Uh, Apparently, he has great cell service.
0: Oh yeah, well, that can really make a difference. Good cell service is key. Anyway, we need to take the Wayback Machine and go save him. Okay, let's go.
2: There he is. Hey, Pete. Thank God you guys got my email. The old West sucks. You seem okay. No worse for wear. That couple there found me and was helping me. Apparently, they're my great-great-grandparents. Oh,
1: yeah. The guy looks just like you. And the woman looks just like your mom?
0: Wait a second. That doesn't make any sense.
2: My family doesn't like to talk about it.
0: John's right. Why would your great-great-grandmother look just like your mom? Unless...
2: We don't? like to talk about it. Look, we need to get out of here. Some guy named Mad Dog wants to shoot me. Why? Do you own money or something? No, he called me chicken and nobody calls me chicken. So I punched him. The only reason he hasn't found me yet is because I'm
0: telling everyone my name is Clint Eastwood. Good idea. Maybe we should all go by fake names. I'll be Harrison Ford. Yeah, and I'll be Madonna. What? Whatever. Let's get out of here, Pete. Material girl, get in the Wayback Machine.
1: Punch it, Alan. We need to get back to the future.
0: Is alan and welcome to the nerd to me podcast jonathan what are we talking about today alan today we're
1: finishing up the back to the future trilogy so we're going to be discussing back to the future three and like the other two shows we have a special guest it's pete from enter the nerd zone and fat guys and little coats what up hey pete? guys
2: hey guys how's it going
1: hey pete and you ready for this <laughs> yeah all right love well, back so to the future that's, that's why we got you here brother <laughs> all right alan so back to the future part three wraps up the uh Marty McFly and Doc Brown trilogy, the episode where they go back in time to the Old West to save Doc Brown. I would say out of all three of the movies, this is the most Doc Brown centric. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, you know, the story. It's yeah, I would say yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm glad that they did because amongst the three films, this would, I think, clearly be my second favorite uh the, the third of uh, the second film being my third favorite I, I like this third film because it is different at least you know with, with doc brown's relationship you know it's funny watching this movie recently compared to before i like it way more now than i used to
1: yeah i think i think part two is echoes part one a lot whereas one kind of homage is part one where it has like little things almost the same part two I think did a lot of the things the same just you know in the future or in the alternate 1985 but this one because it does focus on Doc Brown you know he'll he gets some of these lines and this, some of the adventures he had he goes through um, Marty went through in the other two so and I think just the old west setting was a nice change from um, the other two movies it shook it up yeah you
2: know? well you know the, the movie does it. it still has that same flow it's just now a little bit more Doc than than Marty.
1: Yeah, and I, I've always—I don't know why—but I always love the the beginning, the, well, the end scene of Back to the Future 2 and then the beginning scene of this movie where um, it, it mirrors the the end of Back to the Future one, when Doc sends Marty back to 1985 in the original movie, and he's celebrating in the street, and then just from around the corner, Marty comes running in. And Doc's just in total disbelief, and he's like, I, "I just sent you back to the future," and he's like, "But I'm back, back from the future," and uh, you know, he passes out, and it's just—I uh, was I don't know why—I always loved that scene. Um, I just loved how they connected it, and that's a—they uh, had to obviously redo that entire scene from the first movie, and I think they did a great job at that.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's is one of the more my, iconic scenes from all three of the movies.
1: Right, the originals of sending him back to the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to recreate that and then just have Marty come running around the corner. Uh just just really great um scene I thought. Uh you know, we saw a lot of things, a lot of introductions in regards to first of all, Doc Brown wanted to stay in the past, which you know was the first time that happened. He was just really trying to get uh the nineteen fifty five Doc Brown to get the nineteen eighty five Marty back to nineteen eighty five. But then they obviously find out that he gets killed by Mad Dog Tan. And so there's there's Biff, Biff's lineage impacting the lives of Doc and Marty once again, even 100 years earlier.
0: You know who doesn't get a lot of credit? Well, I mean, I know you guys know him, but uh, the guy that plays Mad Dog. Um, oh, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. He, yeah. I mean, if you really think about the scope of his acting in all three movies, I mean, this guy's really good. You know, to go from like the, that teenage punk kid from the first movie, and then Donald Trump in the second movie, and then uh, Mad Dog in this movie. Um, I mean, he's he's a he's a great like villain f- for uh, for Marty and Doc. Oh yeah, right. absolutely.
1: Yeah, and he had to do most of the heavy lifting because in all three movies, Marty and Doc just played themselves more or less. Right. Ex- you know, except when Marty's putting a wig on and playing his daughter, but. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he had to play pretty much three different people, and uh, I think Mad Dog is one of his better performances. What I've noticed about this movie is it's a lot darker. I mean, Marty almost literally gets hung in the beginning. Um, you know, there's a, Buford is known for killing people. I mean, Biff was a bully, but now you know you're talking about actively killing people. <laughs> and um, I think there's a cut scene. Pete, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a cut scene where he kills the sheriff, who is played by? Um, uh the, the bald teacher yeah
2: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah there is there is i i've only seen it once but um there is and, and again like you said it's dark If you don't see normally there's no killing in any of these movies right huh, yeah, that's so interesting
1: was, yeah it was a lot darker than uh
0: you know because I,
2: I i like the mad dog character more than any of the other ones
0: i swear when uh Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> when that dog shoots Marty at the end of the movie, and he's just like kind of like, "What's up?" I mean, like he's like bowing and stuff. <laughs> I still laugh at that at that scene every single time. It, it's so biff, you know. He's just yeah. so full of something. He's like, "Yeah, thank you very much," and he's yeah. just like <laughs>
1: bowing. And... <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he, he's like the classic. He's just a scumbag because he even <laughs> he even tells Doc, you know, you better watch your back because you're gonna get a bullet in it. And you know, in 1885, it wasn't the manliest thing to shoot people in the back. Right. <laughs> not that it's any not that's any manlier in 2019 either. But um, he's just, but he brags about it. And they're like, he's like I'm gonna kill you tomorrow. It's like, well, you know, we can't, Buford. We're robbing the bank tomorrow. It's like, oh, all right, they're like they're just openly talking about the crimes they're gonna commit, and they just don't care. So it's you're right. I think I think Tom Wilson does a great. Great job in this movie, and I think Pete at the Q and A he said this is his favorite one in the film, right?
2: Yeah, he did say that. He did. He loves this one because it was different. Like we're talking about, it's it's a different setting. um, You know, not so. You know, it's. I I think he just liked being the makeup of Mad Dog.
1: Right, and I think he's also he's a fan of the old westerns, and he got to hang out with the you know the three old guys that sit in the in the in the uh, the bar. And make comments. uh, They're they're like well-known old West actors, and he was really, uh, you know, he really enjoyed hanging out with them and hearing their stories about you know being on the film sets with, with like John Wayne and 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 Henry Fonda and stuff like that.
0: I only so, remember that uh, one guy from the Hubba Bubba commercials. Yeah. <laughs> no, all three of them are. If I mean, I
1: don't, I don't yeah, watch old yeah. but all, all three of them were really really popular, and maybe even the bartender too. I think were all very popular. Uh, Um, like character actors from the old western movies from back in the day and then this is the thing i'm not a big western kind of guy i don't really watch westerns um even the modern day ones i get you know my favorite would be Tomb. like and i liked unforgiven as a movie but i wasn't like gaga over it like everybody else was um so i really enjoyed this movie i don't know if you consider a western but they do lean more heavily on the western aspect of it than they do the science and the sci-fi parts of, of the movie you know it's in there but it's not the main thing and i think for the first time we actually in, in any of the movies we have a, a true uh romance unless you count you know marty's parent in parent the first one but even that was kind of weird
0: you, you know what's weird though i mean they, they introduced a new character for doc brown what was it clara clara, clara. played by uh, mary Steenburgen. that they they built that character but it's so weird that that jennifer's character is just s- such a brick <laughs> I mean, from the second, third movie, she's just pointless, and would, she's literally a brick. She's sitting on the porch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd think that they would do something more with her. You yeah, would have just... thought you would have thought. I guess the
2: way the way that you know they kick her out of that because they have to find a way to keep Leia Thompson in. I guess, and that's why she's not the the husband of you know the Marty. Uh, what's his name? Martin McFly. Not Martin McFly. Jesus, Seamus McFly. Um, so I guess that's you know they want Leia Thompson, to want uh, Elizabeth Shue yeah oh, well, okay they, I, that, that makes sense
1: well that's what causes a problem too is because now you have Marty's mother being looking like his great great grandmother which doesn't make sense if you know if, if the bloodline is true, Seamus right but that's a whole nother story no <laughs> one said <laughs> this is reality well they you know they did it just so that they wanted to keep the scene and they go mom mom is that you right <laughs> they yeah, just exactly. want they just did it for all. For that scene. So he had they had to keep it somehow. Um Yeah, but you introduced Mary Steenberg who plays Clara Clayton, the mom. I mean the teacher. And just the little pieces of things that they throw in here, like it was supposed to be Clayton Ravine because she was supposed to die in the ravine and Doc Brown saves her. And then they, the best part is they renamed it Eastwood Ravine. Because it's it's just assumed that he you know, he, he stole the train, him and Doc stole the train and they died when the train went over the cliff. Um so that was funny, but uh, yeah I just think and that, just rewatching that I, I re-watched the movie recently and that whole last scene from when they steal the train on is so exciting and so thrilling and the music is fantastic and I don't know if we've talked about the music in any of the other shows we did regarding that but uh, is it Hans Zimmer, Pete, do you know that did the Sylvester. Silvestri uh, so, was it Silvestri? Uh, yeah I was gonna say Mark Sylvester, He's a comic book guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a really. I mean, you got of course you got the opening theme, but if you watch the the, the scene with the train from when they steal it to, to the end of that scene, that music really helps convey the urgency and the, and the thrills in that in that scene. You know, when they when Claire is about to fall off the train and he you know Doc uses the hoverboard. And I like how they incorporated that stuff. You because know, they're in eighteen eighty-five. There's a hoverboard there, and sort of other stuff from the past there, um, I mean, from the future there, and and they were able to kind of incorporate it. And it's the music really helped sell this movie, I think. And a lot. Probably, of-
2: this is probably the best of the three endings. though. like this 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 scene per se.
1: Yeah, I would definitely put it up there with. Uh, the Oh, one. first
0: one's good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of tension in that one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I would definitely put them. It's close. I think it's close with part one and part part three. But it's definitely awesome. Just this whole train thing was pretty cool, too. And you really, I think what's great about this movie is, Doc, I, of course, he invented the time machine, which is probably all you need to do to prove your science acumen. But <laughs> he really gets to show off how much of a scientist he is in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Y- you know, uh, even for 1990, I thought the special effects were pretty good. Like, my daughter walked in when I was watching this uh, movie, and I'm like, hey, look, check this out. They're both Michael J. Fox. She's like, what? <laughs> because they they pulled her pretty well. I mean, it looks really, really good. I mean, you'll, know, it's it's hard to really find the seams between, you know, uh, both, you know, with the same actor filming two scenes and stuff. But uh, it looks pretty good. And really for the movie, you don't really – I don't think we really got a whole bunch of special effects either, which I think it made it a little bit better because part two, I think if there was a lot of – I mean, there was a lot of special effects, obviously, to convey the future, but I think this one held better, or looks better, I think.
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, a lot of it was practical effects, and I was watching the train scene again, and I'm like, did they really throw a a life-size locomotive off a cliff? Like, I don't know if that was done with miniatures, or if they actually did that.
0: Yeah, but they did build, yeah, they they made a model for the train scene, but they actually did build, like, a, a physical train. Right. For them to use well, they it. had that's to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Things a beast.
1: Well, it, I mean, if if it, if it is a model, that's amazing because it looks real. like they threw a real huge train off
2: a cliff. Well, I, I mean, it's the little. same the same guys that you know worked with uh, Lucas on Star Wars. So, I mean,
0: they're oh, using really? probably
2: the same. Yeah, I believe so. And they're using the kind of the same thing because obviously you don't have spaceships, right. but they're using models. So I'm pretty sure they were doing the same type of. I don't know. I don't know what the word is his animation uh to to portray this train falling over the side.
1: Mm. Yeah, it was got just the stunt work itself, like when they're when they're dragging Marty by by the neck on a rope and uh just all the horse riding and stuff like that. A lot of it was really uh it was really impressive. So I I've honestly I'd like to talk to I wish I'd asked more back to Future Three questions of Tom Wilson when, when we were at his Q and A. Um Well we may
0: see him in why do you think this movie doesn't get as much love as the first one. I mean, this is again watching this movie again. This is a solid movie. I mean, a, a lot better than a, than I remember it. Yeah, you know that's a good question. I don't know why.
1: I don't know I why think it doesn't.
0: Two gets get, its I, love because of this that hoverboard thing. I mean, that's a memorable item. That's, see, yeah, yeah, the thing. And obviously, the first one's great, but I thought the third was, like I said, it's 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 a lot lot better that, that, that I remember it. So,
2: oh, here's why. Okay, so. I think the second one gets more because uh, you know, at the time oh, what's the f- really going to look like? And we have something to look forward to to see oh, when we get to 2015, we see what the differences are. Where 1885 we already know what's going, you know, we already know what happened then. Like, we you know, the whole West. And I think it's a little um, exaggerated, obviously, in this movie, but I think that's probably as big of a uh, step up as the second one does. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's,
1: that, true. yeah. that's possible. So, I I just think I think as time goes on, I think you're right, Alan. I think the, the more you watch it, or if you take a break from it and watch it a couple of years later, I think it's really a much better movie than maybe our first or second impressions were of it. I mean, I I always liked it. A lot of people kind of didn't like it too. I think this is up there with, with the original Star Wars and uh, Lord of the Rings trilogies, as where all three movies are almost almost flawless, where. Um, I could sit and watch all three in a row if I needed to, if I felt like I wanted to. Um, there's there's not one, for me, there's not any moment in any of the three movies where, where I'm not uh, engrossed in, in what's going on. Um, so for top three, like will always be my the original trilogy will always be my number one trilogy um and but you know number two it's really a toss up between Lord of the Rings and this one and it's hard to make three good movies you know look at you know the Godfather couldn't do it um we could you know there's a bunch of other stuff we could say one two were good and three was like
2: eh Jaws you know
1: <laughs> hangover well two was pretty bad too Jaws yeah Jaws one and two were good so uh you know kudos to them and I think that's part of the reason why they don't want to go back and do a four And even though I I think, Pete, you and I had this conversation like, do we do we as big fans want a four? Like part of us, yeah, we want a four. But I think we know that it would kind of diminish the whole trilogy, don't you think?
2: Well, they they were talking about a four with Christopher Pine and um, geez, I can't remember his name as being, you know, um, being Jules and Vern, Yeah. And I'm like, I hope not. I mean, without Michael J. Fox, without. Christopher Lloyd. It's not Back to the Future, yeah, but you know they make they're remaking every single movie possible. So who knows? I mean, we may see it. I don't want to see it, but you know it, it's going to happen probably at some point. Yeah, I just still
1: think any, uh, I think a reboot will totally take away from the original. But even some kind of continuation, even if you have Christopher Lloyd in it with uh, two adult, you know, his children are adult. And he plays a bit part. I don't know that it. I don't know. I just think. Yeah, you know, my brain is like, yeah, it'd be great to have a four, but my heart's like, you don't want a four, you know, because it, it's good as it is. Why, why mess with it? Are there any it?
0: novels uh, of Back to the Future that, that kind of fill in the holes between the movies, or? I've only read
2: the the three books, and then obviously the animated series, which is a total disaster. But
0: um oh, I forgot about that. I
2: don't, I, I don't know. I mean, th- they weren't horrible, but it, again, it's a cartoon, so. There's a lot of liberties and stuff there.
1: There is a comic book series. Uh, there's yeah. an old one. And I think there's a new one coming out. I don't know if they're considered canon.
2: I have one. I have one of the old Back to the Future comic books.
1: Okay. And
2: yeah. I don't know what it says in. on it. It was good. I mean, it was, it was uh, them still in the old west. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, I hope that they don't remake it because I, you know, I, just, I, I think it's just going to diminish the hard work that. Uh, Michael J. Fox and uh, Christopher Lloyd really uh, put into these three movies
1: there's definitely a back to the future novelization of the movies and I'm looking online and there are definitely comic books older ones and current ones pretty recent ones actually um, but no, yeah there's no, nothing did you, guys that's novel. Every,
0: did you ever see that commercial with Michael J. Fox for Pepsi when he does the back to the future uh, advertisement I mean, he's, was that back in the day, or? Yeah, this or? was back in the day. I mean, it's an older Michael J. Fox, but you know, you see the DeLorean, you see him walking up with his white Nikes, and then uh, he gets into the car, he puts on his sunglasses, and you look up at it. It's an it's an older Michael J. Fox, but he's playing Marty. You guys have ever seen that commercial? No, that, I haven't yeah. seen that one. Oh god, I have to send you that one. It's it's probably like one of the coolest things I've seen from that franchise after the the three movies. And uh, oh, the the two came back for like a, like a Jimmy Kimmel kind of thing.
2: Yeah, they come right. back for Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And they both got old.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Michael J., obviously Michael J. Fox doesn't look like he's in great shape either. Right, yeah. right. I mean, he looks older than Doc Brown now. It's it's <laughs> it's sad, but true. Right. and um,
1: we met him too, and he was he's a quiet guy. He's a quiet guy. Who he's, Mike, he's, You, you know, met Michael J. Skinny. Fox. Uh no no I wish we met Michael J Fox um, Doc Brown we met oh no kidding and it looks like we're gonna we're we're gonna meet Leah Thompson right Pete
0: yes
2: sir and we'll see Tom Wilson again
1: well I don't know if he wants to see me but
0: <laughs>
2: just don't bring the almanac with you we'll be in good shape
1: I'm gonna shove it right in his face
2: Can right you sign in. this please hold this <laughs> Biff oh <laughs> well, now he's he's a big guy he's on a uh, DC uh, Legends of Tomorrow
1: yeah I know. <laughs> I'm gonna swoon when I say Leah Thompson. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to vapors. <laughs> I'm like heavens to Betsy. She saw, I'm like your party. Your party, party, party,
0: party. Pur- that that Steelcon that's that you guys are going to that's that's becoming pretty epic.
1: Yeah, well, actually, Leah Thompson is going to be in Lake City for Horrorcon. I guess it's called, right, Pete?
0: Yeah, Horrorcon.
2: At the end of March. Yes, March 30th actually. Not so. to plug it.
1: You know, if you want to fly in, Alan, you can go to Lake City, you can go see you can meet Lee Thompson too.
2: Yeah, okay. just supposed to meet short round.
1: He wants to be he wants to be short round and mouth. No data <laughs> Data
0: and
1: mouth. <laughs> yeah, because Corey Sheldon's gonna be there now. That wow, is. no kidding. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, I just got an email from Steel City. Harrison Ford's gonna be there. No way. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Harrison Ford and Michael J.
0: Fox. <laughs>
2: So don't you, listen. We don't want them to go there because what happens after we leave Steel City Con, John? Um, like somebody dies. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. On the side note, we have this something happens where we when we go to Steel City Con, um, a person from the show passes away like within the year. <laughs>
0: What are you talking about?
1: I will say, well, like, we went th- we went there once, and Burt Reynolds was there, and then Burt Reynolds died within the year. Yep. And then, who else? Um, John Hurt. John Hurt <laughs> was not an old man at the time. Uh, he passed away within the year of us uh, seeing him at Steel City.
0: Oh, Penny uh, Marshall.
1: Hi. Penny Marshall. Oh, my God. I oh, feel my Penny
0: God. <laughs> well, Penny Marshall was like two And, years and you guys though. met Margot Kidder, too, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, she, she's <laughs> dead, right?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, Martin Landau.
2: Is he dead too? Yeah, he's dead. Oh my god. We are the Grim Reapers. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We'll blame it on the other guy that comes with us. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because Lamar's
1: still alive, and we met him when the other guy wasn't with us. That's so. right. He's still, he's
2: still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's oh
1: horrible. God. We're gonna have to sit down and actually make a list of, of people people have died that we saw us just
2: yes, because we met we met the Emperor, and I don't want that I don't want that to happen to him.
1: <laughs> Did we meet the Emperor? Yeah. I don't know if I was there for that one, dude.
2: Oh, you aren't there. Sorry. Dang it! I'm the emperor. <laughs> anyway, this it, is a Back to the Future. It is a good, good.
0: Did you yeah, see anyway, this movie the... multiple times in the theater? Yes. Oh,
1: Pete, what's, <laughs> what's the number? Um, wait, wait, wait let's let's go. Wait, Alan's guess.
2: Okay. So,
1: so his number one was like 15 times, I think. Right. uh
2: 18.
1: 18. Jeez. <laughs> and, and number two. Number two was way lower. It was like six or seven, I think. That's correct. So I'm going to say three, Alan. I'm going to say five.
0: I'm going to say three. three.
2: And the winner is John, six. Wow. (laughs) Dude. Remember, they came out about six months apart from each other. Oh, was it just six months? I thought it was like a whole year. It was kind of like the, yeah, no, it was six months. Because at the end of the second one, they have the preview for the third one.
0: Oh that's right. It, yeah. Yeah. And then you did. pop
2: right into the third one six months later. It was I believe it was like November and May that they were released. Oh, wow. So the first time I saw I saw my uh, my father took me. And after that I wanted to enjoy it, so I saw it a couple of times. <laughs> 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 oh
1: my All right, well, this isn't therapy. Work out your shit somewhere else. <laughs> oh sorry. <leave> that. <laughs> <laughs> Language. Um yeah that's amazing because i uh, to this day as much as i love Infinity fitting i only saw it four times in the theater so the fact that you've seen all three back to the future more than that in the theater is amazing to me
2: well yeah you know and think about it i i used to count how many times i used to watch the first one and i lost count at 180 something so <laughs> you know i watch that all the time anytime it's on it's one of these movies all three of them if it's on I turn to it. I don't care if I'm watching. Unless it's the Raiders or the Yankees, I'm watching it.
1: <laughs> Unless it's the Raiders the Yankees.
2: <laughs> it's so funny. Anywho. Oh, this crazy. is my Star Wars. You guys Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, respect, bro, respect. <laughs> this movie, the third one, only made, I mean, not only, but it made $244 million, And the second one made $332 million.
2: Well, I think people were so anticipating of the second one and I guess a lot of people got let down from the second one to be perfectly honest, which I think ah. threw off the third the third numbers.
1: Yeah, I think that's the second one really people didn't like like the biggest complaints I hear about the second one is the people got confused with the going back and forth and the alternate time. See, we're we're comic book readers, so we've been trained to understand like multiple universes and like how you know how time can change in alternate realities I think the 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 layman they don't get that kind of stuff so even with doc Brown explaining the alternate 1985 I think it is threw some people off
0: right
2: yeah huh. yeah you either love it or hate it I mean that's what's that's how that that second movie is I mean the first one obviously if you don't love it you know obviously then you're a fool
0: but <laughs> <laughs> they probably should have waited at least a whole year between films don't you think I mean Six months so, is quick. I mean, look look what ha- what's happening with Star Wars. There's there's a little bit of a saturation, and it's it's affected their 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 money.
2: Well, honestly, I think Michael J. Fox has been it's getting worse and worse. Maybe they thought because you know he's an older an older guy, they want to film him both at the same time, and you know maybe saving money as well. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think this is the first those two movies. I think were the first ones I remember hearing about movies being filmed. Back-to-back. Now, I think Superman 1 and 2 were filmed back-to-back, right, Alan?
0: They were uh, unintentionally, but yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So, but this is the first one I remember, though. I was like, oh, that's that's cool, making two movies at once.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, because there was like a four... What was it? What was the gap between 1 and 2? Three or four years, Pete? Uh, well, yeah, 85 to 90, 10, 89,
1: 90, yeah. Okay, so about four years between 1 and 2, and then like six months between 2 and well, 3. Well,
2: you know, so the first one came out in 85 but they filmed it in 84 so you right. figure they started filming in 89, 90 and then they did these two movies and I think they probably would have been best off doing them individually but we might have a little bit better of a storyline but I like like I said I love them the way they are uh, um, I, I read all the time about how people are debunking the whole time time traveling
0: thing, who cares it's a movie, just right. watch a, the movie exactly, yeah
1: Yeah. yeah you know, and it's funny, alright so I got a these are like little nitpicks, not not huge things. First thing I say is this. If Marty went back – you remember Doc had a suitcase of money from different time periods? Yeah. Yes. All Marty had to do was go back in time with $80 and hand it to Buford in the beginning of the movie and everything would have been soft. <laughs> <laughs> they Just pay the guy, right? Secondly, how does Doc uh, make Mr. Fusion run the time circuits and the flux capacitor but not the engine? So that – like running out of gas – cause this huge problem. <laughs> True.
0: Stop nitpicking. <laughs> That's right. It's,
1: look, it's, this is my 30th time watching it. You're going to notice some flaws. <laughs> well, you do in every movie, obviously. I still love it, though. I still love it, but I just say it was so funny. I was sitting there because Doc even says it. He even says um, when he finds out he gets killed when they're back in the barn after he saves Marty from being hung, he says – Oh, I should have just pay them eighty dollars. I was
2: like, "Yeah, you dummy. you should have just paid them $80. No, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna put the time machine with horses. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> we we have, to have some convoluted plan. <laughs> we're gonna slide that, it down to hell. All right, here's another
1: thing. When they when they when they hook the machine up to the to like five horses or nine horses, whatever, and they're not going that fast. The Doc doctor, who says even the fastest animal only goes 45 miles per hour. I'm like, so why do you waste all the time hooking up nine horses if you knew they weren't going to get it?
2: He needs like 500 horses to I'm get
1: it. He's not very... Uh, he's not doing the uh, scientific method too well.
2: <laughs> well not a lot of great writing going on there.
1: <laughs> Still love the movie, though. I just oh, absolutely. Be that, just be, be that guy for a minute.
2: <laughs> well, the best scene of this movie is when... um when marty sees the tombstone with his name like his name on it or like it's he sees a tombstone that you know that they originally see uh doc brown's name on there and he goes great scott and then uh well he says great scott and then uh doc says well wow, this is heavy you remember that, that scene yeah. that's probably that's probably the best of all the scenes right there
1: when they trade lines
2: they trade lines
1: yeah well i think that's all part of this being a doc brown movie you know he's the one that they have to rescue him and get back in time and stuff and i thought the ending was perfect like even if it just ended with doc brown and clara being in the past um that was great but the fact that they built another time machine he had a family that's pretty awesome so i think that's that's part of the problem with why people want a four is they kind of set up a part four you know yeah
2: yeah i didn't like that ending to be perfectly honest with you really yeah i wasn't a big fan of the like the train if it lands you know then it starts to fly that's why i'm like okay this is ridiculous
0: <laughs> oh now that's ridiculous no, that's that beyond the realm of uh, <laughs> that's of absurd life.
2: absurd <laughs> well, if you want to take the train and go again by all means do it but to go flying like it's an, uh, like a rocket is kind of uh okay <laughs> I mean, so that's
1: my, that's my retrofitted
2: it. that's right that's it
1: a hover conversion. Come on, Pete. That's right. Where they're going they don't need roads or rails. That's apparently. <laughs> That's what Pete lost it in the theater. <laughs> I can't. I'm done with this. I walked out. As soon as I saw the credits I was done. most, most ridiculous thing I ever seen a flying train. Can you believe this? <laughs> this series this is so grand in reality Then they do that.
2: That's right. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts miles. First
1: of all, yeah. First of all, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, what's the girlfriend's name? the right. Jennifer, Jennifer. I’m pretty sure Jennifer would have like disintegrated into the time screen, uh, you know, instead of the world changing around her when she was asleep on the porch.
2: <laughs> yeah, it’s a it’s a shame. Like she’s she gets no recognition in this third movie. <laughs>
0: and she wears the same clothes in three That's movies. True.
2: Oh my <laughs> god! When
0: I watched that last night, she reminded me of that. Uh, What’s that actress? McCarthy. Yeah, Megan McCarthy. Is that her name?
1: Melissa, Melissa McCarthy.
0: Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, watch her again. I was like, "What the hell?" Why? Because of what she's wearing. The, her wig is horrible.
2: <laughs> um, well, they spent more money on a, a flying train than hair.
0: You know, hair wigs. <laughs> I <can> say, <laughs> Lugu, she was wearing a wig. Uh, if it wasn't a wig, that's a bad hairstyle, especially it, for it the eighties.
1: It was. I know, right? It was the eighties. <laughs> Everybody had big hair. <laughs>
2: She was too busy doing other movies, so, so she had the dire her hair blonde that probably put a wig on there. She was too busy cheating on Johnny and Daniel. <laughs> Damn her. <laughs> with, the kid, with the guy from college. <laughs> How dare she.
1: So yeah, and I I, I mean the inclusion of Mary Steenburgen version was nice. I like that I like that whole little subplot. Uh I could have done without ZZ Top being at the fair, but whatever.
2: <laughs> oh, why? Wow, ZZ Top's great. Well,
1: look, you had you had Hugh Lewis in the first one. Yeah, ZZ Top in the third one. was there. Oh, you had Flea in the second one, right?
2: And the third one. Flea was in the third one, too. Yeah,
1: that's true. Get it, Needles. I'm in.
2: That's right. <laughs> McFry! <laughs> I love the ZZ Top scene. Uh, I like the whole carnival scene. Um, yeah, you know, I guess what got taken, not as as a big as the other scene. Because, you, know, you know, the first two movies, you have that scene where Marty's, you know, on the skateboard in the chair. Them. Right. I, I wasn't really happy with them. It's like they replaced that with, you know, them stringing up Marty around the around the courthouse. Um, I think they could kind have of done something else.
1: Well, I think I think that was part of just letting everybody know how, just how much of a pos, uh, Buford was. You know. Yeah, and that here's and I kind of like that because then you realize that, you know, Marty because Marty was always the guy with all the answers and he was a cool kid that could. That could get away with stuff and and you know could outsmart the uh, the bully, but in this one he is you know he he kind of gets the upper hand on them quickly, but then you know next thing you know he's got a rope around his neck and he dragged through the through the dirt. So you know he was you needed Doc to save him. That's what I'm saying. You know,
2: and it's pretty obvious that Doc didn't really watch westerns because the shirt he put on him. None of the westerns I watched they wore a pink shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: well I think the 50s like a lot of the singing cowboy movies they probably dressed like that. And that's what Doc Brown from the 50s was going off of?
2: But they, was, they were in black and white. How was he supposed to know what color they were?
1: That's just, that's movie posters, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're the guy poking holes in your own movie. What are you doing here? <laughs> now, here's another thing that disturbed me that I, when I watched this. So Doc's reading – I mean Marty's reading the letter from Doc Brown and the word schematics in there and he can't pronounce the word schematic. And I, all of a sudden I'm thinking, is he stupid? Is marty not intelligent he's in high school he should be able to read the word schematic but <laughs> I mean, he's, I he's special <laughs> he struggles with it and then doc says it's schematic I was like schematic i was like marty's not so i don't know that marty's a cool kid he doesn't look like he's got any other friends besides jennifer you know he's always like the school he's in a band but you never hear you know his bandmates or he talk about the bandmates and his two and his two older siblings were losers too. So what are the odds that he wouldn't be a
0: loser? And his parents were losers. Isn't that what you're supposed to allude to? That he is kind of like a, like a loser? not not real a loser, but a loner. Okay, he hangs out with Doc Brown. Like, he doesn't have any friends. And his, you know, in the first movie, that's, you know, his, his like you said, his siblings are really much.
1: Well, I, I mean, I never thought I was assumed he was supposed to be like a cool kid because he could skateboard and. He was able standing up. You know, he was stand up to the bullies and stuff like that. But maybe you're right. Maybe they were trying to get across that he wasn't maybe not the coolest kid, but he, maybe not loser, but definitely not the coolest kid. You know?
0: Yeah. Or maybe like, uh, I mean, maybe not rebel, but.
1: Well, uh... I think loser is a good word.
0: Yeah. yeah he's probably loader. I mean, he's in a band. I mean,
2: his yeah. friends are probably the bandmates, and he's got the, the one groupie. Yeah, and there's no Biff, I guess, picking on him other than the real Biff. Right. Well. <laughs> What? Like, there's no. He doesn't have his own oh, Biff. Like, oh, Biff. it is great. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, saying like Biff is the dad's bully. He really doesn't have that. What we don't see or we don't know is that bully. Unless later on. Well, I guess he does because Flea's character kind of is like his, his, is Biff. I would think.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But then he also. Well, funny thing is, like, he wants to be this like rock star, and he gets st- up uh, on stage, starts jamming to it. He would lose to it. I'm like, what? what <laughs> it's just you don't equate you e. lose like hard rock or anything like that you
2: know? well back then that was the hard rock no, i was alive back then that wasn't hard rock <laughs> i liked huey lewis thank you very much uh, okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so uh overall so alan you said this is your number three yeah. uh, number two out of three. yeah
0: it'll be my number two out of three and 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 much better like I said, I watched it last night. It's a lot better than I remember. I think it's because, maybe back in 1990, my focus was on Michael J. Fox because of family ties, and right. And I guess my focus was more on him, and to see him not, I guess like his storyline was running through Doc Brown. but now that I'm older, I'm watching it, you know, many years later, I think I'm seeing more of the relationship story, which I didn't really appreciate before.
1: Yeah, now let me ask you this. When was the last time you saw this movie before the most recent time?
0: Oh shoot. I have no idea. Ten years maybe?
1: Has it really? Wow. Now I know Pete you watch you, you stated. You watch it all the time. Yeah. I, I would say I have to I'd probably see these movies at least once at least once a year. I'll watch all three movies at some point. Um and I did rewatch three um this morning actually, just so I could be ready for the show. And uh, so they're definitely rewatchable. And and I think three is a lot more enjoyable than people get it credit for.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and remember, uh, what was it, thir- the 30th anniversary, they re- re-released them to the theaters? Oh, yeah, that's right. And we saw one, in, well, I saw the first one and the second. What happened with that? The fire alarm, right?
1: Yeah, well, I saw the 25th anniversary one by myself because I know I gave you the poster, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the first one. That was just so much fun. Um, and then we were, supposed, we were supposed to see all three in a row? Yeah is that what that t- and we saw one right
2: we saw the first one and i think so, the third one
1: well the second one the, no the second one the fire alarm went off for that's they, right they canceled the showing yes all three of them right
2: that's correct yeah that's all correct
1: right. so um yeah so I, yeah i never got to see three again in the theater huh. i wonder if there'll be a 35th are we past that oh. yet no
2: yeah i know that uh, the two dollar theater quote unquote says you see him um uh, they have. They release it every year, the The first one, so I go see it then. So, oh, you,
1: you got to let me know next time. I'll, I'll come down and see them again. I will. They do it every year, you said? Every year. Oh, that's for the kids, for the camp kids, right?
2: Yeah, camp kids, but I go anyway. I don't care.
1: No, whatever, it's $2. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Alan,
1: would you go see them again if they're in the theater by you?
0: Oh, yeah, I was just thinking, like, I, I wish they did it more often because recently they did the re-release of uh, Superman with Christopher Reeves, and I, mm-hmm. I couldn't make it to that one. But I, I wish they did, uh, you know, these re-releases again. I think it'd be I think it'd be fun to have, like, a night out to watch these great movies. I love are you kidding me? I'd love to see Indiana Jones in a the theater again. Oh, my God. Have they ever released them for any anniversary, Alan? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, I, no, I've, I've, never seen, really.
2: I've seen Star Wars, obviously, but not right. Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's the most loved and hated movie franchise that I know of.
1: Yes, it's the most... What did we say it was? It's the most loved, not given any loved <laughs> movie <laughs>
0: franchise. Yeah. Well, I love the first
2: two of those. I just the third, the second one, I was, I was okay with.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. The that's
1: same the, way. yeah. And uh, look, I love you know. I have Alan done uh, all three, and we're gonna do Kingdom. See, there you go. There's a franchise I should have stopped at three. Oh yeah. And there's a franchise I said I don't you know, and I know Alan you love Indiana Jones, but you know we we're talking about how. Star Wars did it, Lord of the Rings did it, Godfather couldn't do it, Jaws couldn't do it. I don't know how the indie does it because Temple of Doom is, it's a, I don't know, it's one of those movies where people are like, eh, you know, I'm still, eh, I have a greater appreciation for it since I watched it recently, but I don't know that that it, 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 it remains, it makes the whole trilogy strong. And then, of course, you got Kingdom, which really it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but if you take, like, you know, Back to the Future 3 and look at it with, in, uh, the last crusade and that you see the difference from the second movie to the third movie with both of these where the relationships are changed. Like you see the focus of him, not with a woman per se, but more with his dad yeah. and you see Marty and doc kind of like that father, son relationship and then throw in, uh, you know, doc's romance. So, I mean, I, uh, the first and second one of back to the future are probably, I like those probably more than the third one. But if I went to the, you know, Jones, I'd say the first and the third, than the,
1: than a second one. Yeah. Yeah. You make a good point about part three of Back to the Future. It's really, you really, really see the closest of, of Doc and Marty in this one. Um, because it's just, because look, the first one, he goes in the future by accident. And they have to get him back. Um, the second one, they have to fix time. So the third one is really, it's a rescue mission, you know, because he was supposed to just go back to 1985, let Doc live his life in the Old West. So he finds out Doc dies seven days after sending the letter. He's like, no, we have to go back and save you, you know. So it's a total rescue mission. It's something he does out of friendship. And they really let that show through the movie. And I think that was really, really uh, smart of them. Yeah. All right. So uh, any any last thoughts on Back to the Future, gentlemen? Like really, really last thoughts because we are done. This is it. We're done with our Back to the Future trilogy.
2: (laughs) All I want to say is, you know, thanks. Thank you to you guys for letting me, uh, you know, sit in on these on these three movies obviously they're my favorite but so if i ever do you know indiana jones with uh any of my other partners you guys are also welcome to that but i really (laughs) do appreciate you letting me uh sit on these great three movies
1: well it was great having you p when we decided to do this we are like well we have to you're the biggest back to the future fan we know so it kind of made sense, and you know, Alan's like the biggest Indiana Jones fan, so it kind of makes sense to have him. Well, in his show,
2: so <laughs> <laughs> you could go on your show, Alan, anytime you want to.
0: Alan, you could come on our show anytime you want. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed yes. Back to the Future Three. It's it's again, it's watching it last night. I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I than I remember. It's it's definitely worth a like. If if you've seen this movie haven't seen it in a while, you know, pop it in. It's it's a it's a it's a solid flick.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, that's what I love about us doing these older movies on, on the sh- on the podcast because, you know, a lot of times when I'm flipping through, when I'm bored, I'm flipping through my, my movie library. I'm like, oh, well, Back to Future 3 or whatever. I'm like, oh, I've seen that. I know what it's about. But you always there's always little things that you forget, and you just forget that it's an enjoyable movie. So doing these shows that made me watch, like even Indiana Jones, even Temple of Doom, which I didn't like when I first saw it, watching it again had a better appreciation for it. So I was like, okay. Hey, this works for me. Yeah, so I I, I I like that it kind of forces me to go back and watch these movies that I think, oh, yeah, I know them, I see them, I'll just be bored watching it. And I'm I'm not I'm not bored watching them. And there's a reason they stay in our you know, not just ours, but in pop culture, um in the minds of people that are into pop culture. There's a reason Back to the Future has the following it has, and and um, you know, all of the other movies we we, we tend to talk about why they have the following so uh yeah pete glad you could join us and uh, i'm glad we decided to do this alan
0: okay so we have a couple new followers on instagram the fast life 707 thank you uh oh boy clebber rocha nave may well you know who you you are that's what i made up and sent it to you guys and uh 80s neon arcade thank you for following us on instagram uh, Pete, you want to plug anything?
2: Yeah, so just uh, you know, listen to this show, obviously Nerding and Me, and you can find me on Enter Enter the Nerd Zone with my partner Jay, Fat Guys with some other guy named John, really? uh, and then uh, also conversations with Pete and Jason, a different Jason. <laughs> uh, you can find us all, but well, you can find. Find me on on the internet somewhere. <laughs> yes, and
1: if you want to be a partner in a podcast with Pete, make sure your name begins with the letter J. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Sorry, Alan, you're out of luck. Damn it.
1: <laughs> uh, Pete, I also want to give a big shout out to Kirby Comics. So we were there last weekend uh the owner matt great guy former amateur wrestler uh current and forever comic book fan uh great comic shop uh alan and i talked to you about before old school just about the comics he's got a lot of graded old books um no statues no toys nothing like that he's all about the comics uh he's in hanover right pete
2: yeah and you're gonna hear him tomorrow on uh one of our podcasts we're doing an interview with him oh nice yeah uh what are you guys talking about
1: comics comic books, great yeah, yeah i mean his his Alan's guys knowledge on wrestling and comic books is insane insane so kirby comics hand over pa if you're anywhere in the area go stop by buy a book off and help support him he's open till 11 p.m most evenings
0: yeah oh, wow. Two, wednesday through sunday oh, okay wednesday through sunday okay gotcha
1: and alan where can people find us and all of our content
0: let's see anchor fm at nerdy me facebook nerdy me podcast instagram nerdy me twitter youtube nerdy me podcast spotify anchor was bought out by spotify so we're definitely there also brothers in armchairs.com oh there you you go go. (laughs) till next time martha peace